Glory to God. I said glory to God. I was thinking of just talking briefly today and then allowing a few questions before we go. Because I believe that many of you are seeking guidance and God guides. And I pray that God will give you counsel to make the right choices in your relationships in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. Amen. In relationship, always seek divine guidance. Somebody say, I will seek divine guidance. Shout it louder, I will seek divine guidance. You know, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. In the Good News translation says, A man can inherit a house and money from his parents, but only the Lord can give him a sensible wife. A man. Put it on the biggest screen. A man can inherit a house and money from his parents. But only who? You guys are not speaking. Only who? Only the Lord can give him. Only God can give you a sensible husband. A sensible wife. Are you with me? And when we are talking about God guiding people, we are not just talking about hearing And seeing things in the dream. Are you with me? No. Psalm 32 verse 8. I'm going to what we are talking about today. I'm sure you are ready. Are you set? Psalm 32 verse 8 in the New Living Translation. The Lord says there. I will guide you. Along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you. And watch over you. So there is a good pathway. God guide. Somebody say guide. Can I say guide? Can I say guide? So guiding sometimes is just nudging you in a direction, right? Are you hearing me? Just nudging you in a direction. And helping you to discover something. Is that I will advise you. I will watch over you. Praise the Lord. Whenever you are in a relationship, there are many ways that God guides people into relationships that bless them. I don't just mean marriage. Any kind of relationship that can take you to another level. Are you with me? Career relationship, mentoring relationship, church relationship. Because there are people that join a church who are not even sure that God brought them there. That's why they're not committed. And that's why they're misbehaving. But if you are sure that God brought you here, will you put all your life into this place? And every word I speak will work for you. But if you brought yourself, you'll just be there hanging around and asking me to make you happy. But if God brought you here, you know that this is my father. And I'm not joking about him. I am committed to him a million percent and nothing will separate me from him. Am I talking to somebody here? But if God didn't bring you, I am just a teacher that you just stumbled upon. Are they here? Okay, so there's a way to know whether you came here by just somebody inviting you or you came here because you are looking for a way to get a scholarship or you came here because you are looking for a way to get a, a, to cheat somebody. But you could come here because you want an encounter with God. God can bring you here. Are you with me? Are you with me? 
One of the ways to know that God brought somebody to you and God brought you to somebody is inner intuition, inner consciousness, inner illumination. You just sense it and you know it. You are not hearing me. Uh, are you hearing me? There are people just looking at them. You know you are connected to them. Is anybody hearing me? You know you are connected to them. You just know. And then you now begin to find a way to get to know them. Are you with me? That's inner intuition. Inspiration. Illumination in your heart. So God may not shout from heaven, but you can see somebody and know that's my wife. That's my husband. It just dawns on you. Are you with me? Are you with me? Other times, it's just connection and compatibility. You're connected to somebody. You are just gisting with the person, relating with the person, and suddenly it dawns on you. It looks like we are compatible. It looks like as if our lives are interwoven. Are you with me? We click. This thing fits every godly criteria I have for a spouse. If it's every godly criteria, God should be in this. Are you here? Are they getting me? So you just, just, just know. You're connected, you met somewhere, but you click. That's important. Now listen to me. It doesn't matter what happens under heaven. Never be in a relationship with somebody you don't click. If something is off, something is off. And if you force it just because of the background of the person or because of education or the family of the person or the money of the person or the spirituality of the person, you will pay with your life. Do you know in relationship we pay with life? Huh? Are you hearing me? In relationship, you don't pay with money, you pay with life. If you get into a wrong relationship and spend seven years there before you get divorced, it's seven years of your life you paid with. Maybe these people are not serious. Are you hearing me? Okay, so you've got to understand that. And that's why we are careful about this. Another way that you can know the voice of God is by dramatic encounters. Like you saw a vision. Or you had audible voices. Or a prophetic word. That's one way God can guide. But whatever you see, you must check it up to. Huh? And if anybody prophesied anything to you, that was not in your mind and doesn't click after the prophecy. It's not God, even if that pastor is assistant Jesus. Are you hearing me? If anybody prophesied anything to you concerning your marriage or your destiny, and it wasn't in your mind before, and doesn't click after. Even if that person is assistant Holy Ghost, is not true. 
Don't let the capacity of a prophet deceive you. Many people that are in health, marriage hellfire today were prophesied into it. You are not hearing. The prophet should not intimidate you. Are you here? I have known beautiful young ladies in this church who will not obey me, but will obey somebody outside there. That were prophesied into destiny destruction. One said the mother went somewhere. She was engaged. The wedding was being planned. The mother went somewhere. He said the prophet called her name. And she came. He said one of your daughters is about to get married. There's this man. He said, I'm telling you, if she marries that man, she will die. She called the daughter. He said, I won't support the wedding. No. I won't support the wedding. No. I won't support the wedding. No. They went to meet the prophet. Uh, there's another person. He said, it's that person. She got married. There's a person. They married last nine months. You didn't hear me. The one the prophet chose that Jehovah talked about. No, you didn't hear. Lasted nine months. Now, now, now. Can I ask you a question? Eh? After that girl's life has been abused and bastardized and destroyed. In fact, the day the marriage ended, the husband was beating her to a point of fainting. The father had to call police and come and rescue her from death. Question. That prophet, what do you do to him? He has wrecked that life. He has moved on. Are you with me? Huh? A pastor, his marriage broke. So I got annoyed because he had tense impact. So I sent for him. I said, Can I see you? He came. I said, how on earth? As I'm not your father in the Lord, I understand. You submit to somebody, but I still mentor you because you come for impact. So how on earth? How dare you do that? And I wasn't aware. I just hear that your marriage broke. And people associate you with me. And he started the story of the relationship. And all he has suffered. He said to me, I had no plan of marrying her. I was in another relationship. I went for a program in worry, and this big prophet with a major name around Nigeria and around the world pointed at me and pointed at her and said, that's your wife. That's your wife. So, in trying to obey God, I marry her. And I've been in marriage hellfire since. I said, Pastor, I have to go. I have to go. I said, no. What God has joined? He said, God didn't join us. <laughs> Lift your hand. Any decision that will mess you up, fire. shout fire. fire. Now, another thing that can make you make a right choice, that can help you, is affection. You see, you can be attracted to somebody. Are you with me? Look at me. 
I'm talking, you're looking on the ground as if you don't know what I mean. You can be attracted to somebody. And many of you here have been attracted to people before. But I'm not talking about hormonal attraction. Hormonal attraction is that you saw a girl, you say, Kai. Kai. Hey, she moved like this, your eye move. If you hear my voice, say yes. You saw the man like this, you look his muscle, look his height. He said, child. He said, said, the Lord shall bless me with this. (laughs) It's not the Lord blessing you. Not crazy, they worry you. Praise. Are you still with me? But you see, when I'm talking about affection, I'm talking about something that is not erotic. From deep inside you, you know it. Please look up here. Every one of you, even if you are the youngest among us here, you know the difference between love and lust. You know. But the problem is that many people don't tell themselves the truth until it is too late. If you marry out of lust, you will have the fun. But do you know that after you capture the person, the hunting is over? No, you didn't hear me. Now, when you open the package, it doesn't look like where you are going. And then suddenly shame will grip you. You start sighing and you start getting angry. Because you have what you want, but you don't like what you got. You can have what you like, want and not like what you got. You are not hearing me. So that's why there must be a question of... Is this thing from my spirit or from my flesh? Because your body no get sense. You, you know they talk about the five senses of the body, but they didn't tell you that those things are not senses. Come on, are you hearing me? Eh? They say what you see, what you feel, what you taste, what is this? All of those things are not meant to make decisions for you. They are meant to give you information. And then from the information you make a decision. They are not hearing me. So how you feel only gives you what? Information. But it's just one part of an information process. You gather A, gather B, gather C, and out of the general information you make a decision. So making a decision based on how you saw her and your body woke up. Bro. Life will get a koboko your size. And when it begins flogging you, you will know what life looks like. So that's not how we make decisions. Affection flows from the inner man. Somebody say inner man. Say it louder. It flows from there. The Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's not a carnal thing. It's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. It's not a physical thing. It's not an erotic thing. So when you have that, you will know. When you don't have that, well, that's why people say, I fell in love and I fell out. Because if it's really the God kind of love, you can't fall out of love. Are you with me? Because the God kind of love is a commitment. 
The God kind of love doesn't matter whether you are tall or short. Whether you are rich or poor. I told you of the young girl. That married this very nice looking young man. Very rich. He was a contractor. And then after that things went bad. He lost his contracts. And then he was struggling. Can't maintain his car. Things are just very bad. One day. He went to work and came back and saw a long letter from the wife. And in the midst of the letter, she wrote something as a summary of the letter. He said, I still love you. When you get money, come for send for me. Seriously. He said, I still love you. When you get money, send for me. But I can't continue suffering with you here. Is that not a good kind of love? Praise the Lord. Now you understand what she married. What did she marry? She married money. But there are some men that marry beauty. So the girl gets belay. Her body changes. It's all figure 8. She has figure 18. <laughs> you are not hearing me. And the man takes off. The man takes off. Lift up your hand. On the authority of Jesus, whatever wants to destroy your destiny, I curse it. Another thing that God uses to reveal His will in your life is counsel. Somebody say counsel. Shout it louder, counsel. You are not speaking well. Say counsel. So God will guide you. Amen. Can I hear you shout amen? Now, when God is guiding people, those people also should have to guide themselves. Huh? You are not hearing me. You should have to do what? Look at Proverbs 24, verse 3. Let me help you to guide yourself. It says, true wisdom. Any one of you that went to school and you are not blind, and your mouth is not smelling. Let's read. One to go. Verse 4. Quickly. Can you speak up? We don't hear you. You are muttering so that we don't know you can't read. Can you speak up so somebody interested in you will know whether you went to school? <laughs> Verse 5. Quickly. Verse 6, finally. In the motto of counselors, there's what? So you need counsel. Are you with me? And one of the counsel you need to make your marriage work is about standards. Somebody say standards. It's about making sure that your marriage or your relationship, is based on values. Please listen. It's better to have standards and be single than to have none. Get into a relationship and live all your life unhappy. That you're married early is not an achievement. 
It's not that you are living with a man. It's how well he's going. Is anybody hearing? It's how well he's going. When we say this to a lot of young people, they think that we are trivializing their loneliness. And the question I always ask is, is loneliness about sex or is it about fulfillment? If your problem is that you don't find people sleeping with you, that's not a serious problem. That's not a serious problem. If you are tired of me, resign from church, go find somebody, they will sleep with you. If that's all your desire in life, if you go out on the road now and stand there, and say, somebody, are they here? You will say, ten, come now. So that's nonsense. If you have my voice, say yes. If that's all you call loneliness, that's nonsense. As a young girl, I'm expecting that what you should be worried about right now is, I look into my account, I can't see a million. That's what you should be worried about. Is anybody hearing me? How to build a business. How to make yourself happy. Christmas is coming now. Nobody came to say, I won't marry you. No challenge. You pay a ticket, you go to Dubai, you chop lives more, come back. Not, you know, get husband. You know, get money. You know, get business. Yeah. Can we declare obituary? Because you are not existing. Same thing for young men. I mean, you see a young boy. If you kill him, you can't get 100,000. But he has a girl. Is it? Is my girlfriend. And, not, not number one, number one. question I ask is this. Are you crazy? The Satan come out your brain. How is getting a gear your first priority? How do you build a destiny without foundation? Listen to me. If you get that girl into marriage without laying a foundation for your future, early marriage without foundation is a life sentence of poverty. It never gets better unless a miracle happens. Because when you get married now, before you know it, whether you plan for it or not, Belego come. You can say, I don't know, we're going to try. We're not going to bomb quickly. I lie. I lie. If you keep doing the work, the Lord will reward the work. <laughs> are you here? You know the Bible says, children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is what? Reward is what you earn from work you did. So, God will reward the work. And then you will suddenly see the belly don't pop out. And when belly pop out, now it's not only you and her. It's you and her and Peking. Now when it was only both of you, both of you can endure hunger. Eat one small bread and laugh and just jig just about it. And then A will walk out, go to a friend's house and appear when food is coming. B will walk out, go to the and appear when food is coming. And all of that. You are young people, no shame. But when Peking comes, how do you carry Peking go somebody's house? And a house rent. And then pressure. 
Every money you wanted to use to rise in life goes to maintaining marriage. And then that's how poverty becomes the landmark of your house. So that's why if you haven't laid foundation, marriage is not the first priority. Boyfriend, girlfriend is not the first priority. Listen, relationship is costly. Relationship is expensive. You detect finance to romance. Uh, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? There is no romance without finance. Anywhere you see that, na joke. After some time, one of them go waka. He said, trust me, things go change. The person wait one month, nothing change. Trust me, things go change. Wait two months. Trust me, things go change. Wait three months. After some time, he said, trust me, I don't trust again. I'm tired for trust. All of you that just graduated from school, and when you are in school, you say, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to marry you. And you are moving up and down with one person in your class. One person, one year lower than you. Please listen to me. Believe me. I'm talking from experience. School romance. 90% of them don't get to the altar. The few that get to the altar is just those that God gave quick help. Any other person that went to the altar without quick help, both all of them are suffering now. Am I talking to somebody here too? So please, you plan your destiny, your eyes. You get a little cash in your pocket. Marriage is an expensive institution. You think that dowry is what you paid in the fat, you are in fat loss house. You keep paying until the day you die. Pressure will keep being there. You are not hearing me. You don't understand pressure until you get married. That's why you need to prepare. So please, are you here? Um, the way I'm looking at me, should I stop? Okay. So please prepare yourself. Tell your neighbor, I'm prepared. Marry me now. You don't want to marry somebody now? Are you not prepared already? Now, but you see, hello? Are you hearing me? So you see, when you start relating with people, you have laid the foundation. You are not ready to move on. You have met somebody. You feel as if God is guiding you or somebody introduced you or you like the person. Now, the question is, is this the person for me? Look up here. We don't marry for where we are. We marry for where we are going. Are you with me? Are you with me? What is your size now may not be your size tomorrow. What you value now may not be what you value tomorrow because life changes. So before you make a decision, find where you are going. You had, I told a story, I think maybe in the first service or one of the services today, about a young man. I met him a few weeks or months ago. And I, I don't know whether it's outside the country or somewhere I met him. I'm still trying to recollect. But many years ago, he came to me. He was suicidal. 
He wanted to kill himself. But he was listening to me on the TV at that time. He was in Bible school here in Nigeria. But he's not a Nigerian. Came here to go for Bible school. He was broke. The people taking care of him were not sending him money. And then there was this young girl that was selling something in a kiosk opposite the Bible school. He was in a boarding house in a Bible school. So he began to date that girl. And the girl would give him gesha, give him uh, egg, help him with toothpaste. You know what I'm talking about. Give him a little pocket money. And he thought he was in love. You know when you are poor? Anybody that comes close is a messiah. No, you're not hearing. Please look up here. Have you not seen some very beautiful women, intelligent, who got married with very illiterate husbands? Huh? If you check more than 90% of the time, it was because they were going through a bad time in their home. And this man came to help them. Either I was a businessman doing some things in need cocoa or my one or my three or whatever. And was trying to help them. And they got entangled with him. And they got into that marriage to escape their background. Please, what I'm saying, does it happen? And when you look at them, you can't see their lives, how they merged. Their thinking is not the same. Their lifestyle is not the same. And all the rest of their life, the man is fighting how to control them. And because he's always scared of them... What I'm saying, does it happen? Yeah. After some time, he becomes abusive. The relationship becomes like, my wife is not re- is rebelling against me. Everywhere you go, she's suspecting that you found a boyfriend. Some of you happened in your own home. Please, what I'm saying, does it happen? Yeah. So things like that happen. So this young man was in that situation. Got engaged, carrying on, and then one day this girl said he wasn't marrying her, him again. They quarreled. He begged that she refused. He did everything he refused. And hunger was wiring him. No help in Nigeria. So he now became suicidal. He wanted to kill himself. And then he listened to me on the TV and decided to come and look for me. So he came down here and saw me in the office. I was talking about what happened. So he finished talking and I asked him a few questions and I said, okay, now... He was expecting me to intervene, pray for him, or call the girl. Since uh, the girl has seen me on TV before, I may be able to convince her to give the relationship a second thought. So I said, no, I don't do things like that. I don't even know you people. I said, but let me ask you a question. He said, what? I said, did God call you, or you just decided to go for Bible school? He said, God called him. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. I said, okay. What did he tell you when he called you? What vision did he give you? Explain to me your vision. What you came into ministry to do. Because God will not call you without giving you an assignment. What's the scope of your assignment? He started explaining to me. As he was explaining, I was nodding my head listening to what God told him when he called him. And when he finished, I said, now, this lady you are talking about... Can she be the mother of the kind of ministry that you want to be? Her level of education, her level of exposure, her courage in life. Can she be the kind of wife of a general overseer of the level 
that you are talking to me about. Suddenly, common sense pierced through his skull. No, you are not hearing. Because common sense is not common. He said, when you are suffering, you don't think again. Is anybody hearing me here? No, I, I am tired. I can't be alone. I can't be suffering like this. I need a man. I need a man. Any man. Any man. Any, just come. Just come. Just come. Anyhow, we'll sort it out later. No, sister. That's not how destiny runs. He says, I'm talking now. Some people are getting angry. They say, Pastor is spoiling their shoe. I'm not spoiling your shoe. I'm trying to save your destiny. Tomorrow is more important than today. Uh, are you hearing me? What you are going through now, you will come through. Some of you here enter university thinking you may not graduate. Things were so hard. And you ended up graduating. That phase is gone now. You are in another phase. This phase will still pass. Lift your hand. I speak on the authority of the one that called me. That whatever is holding your destiny down, break now. So when you get into a relationship, you have to check up. Is this meant to be? Can I handle this? And that's when you look at what we call deal breakers. We talk about standards. We talk about preferences. And we talk about expectations in your courtship. The moment you start a relationship, you have to deal with these four things. Deal breakers are things you cannot live with or cannot live without. Things you cannot live with or cannot live without. Hello? Are you with me? You see, had a young man, he was in Port Harcourt here. Many of you have met him, but you don't know it's him. And then, he told me he was traveling out of the country. He wanted to go and do ministry. He got engaged with somebody. The person was outside Nigeria. And he was excited to marry the person. And because of his desire to travel outside Nigeria, he didn't check up nothing. He just felt he was in love, and the person was in love with him, and since God has told him he's going to be abroad, then he must be God. So he got involved and got married to the person. And they moved. He went to join the person. The marriage looked okay. He said he was starting ministry. As the ministry started, only one problem. The problem is simply that this girl doesn't believe in prayer. This girl goes every Friday to the nightclub and insists on the man of God going with her. She doesn't believe that drinking is wrong. So, in order to have peace, he will go with her to the nightclub. I didn't mean Christian nightclub. I mean nightclub with strippers. And she will dance. 
Ask him to dance. And he will join. The man of God. And at the point, it, to pray was a problem. They can't fast. Church lasts long, the girl will get angry and start scolding him in church. Now, the problem was because he didn't check up. At the end of the day, the marriage broke. Why? Because he didn't know what his deal breakers were. Hello? You see, this man's deal breakers and this man's deal breakers may not be the same. The ladies' deal breakers and that person's deal breakers may not be the same. Please look up here. There are some girls that are in a relationship and are talking with a young man. And the young man gets angry and actually lifts his hand and slaps them. Some of them you think they are going to stop the relationship. Some of them will not stop. He will come and beg them. And they will say, okay. And they will continue. Because for them, physical violence is not a deal breaker. They have, not cons- they have not even told themselves, what are deal breakers for me? There are some young girls that have been in a relationship with somebody. They open the phone of the person. And they see another girl that is their friend. Her private part is displayed on his phone. The girl, they've sent text message, send me your picture of your private part, and the girl has sent. And they see it. They say, ah, Chukudi, you can do this to me. You can do this to me. Oh, what? <laughs> he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have changed. I will not do it again. And the next day, they think they have won a battle between themselves and the other girl. So they continue with the relationship. That thing that happened to them is not a deal breaker. That thing that happened to another person, he can walk away. But to this girl, it's not a deal breaker. All she wants is to get married. But the problem is simply this. That people don't really change. The only person that can change a man is God. Nobody can make you a promise that he's going to change and keep the promise. Only God can help a person change. So I won't do it again. I won't do it again. It's a promise you cannot believe. Because nobody has the power within himself to break a bondage. You are not hearing me. It's the help of God. Eh? But somebody broke an addiction. Are you sure? Or he began to hide it better. Are you sure? And if he broke an addiction, something has to help him. People have to be there. Are you with me? You see all of these actors and actresses that tell you, I used to be a drug addict and I stopped. Can I tell you something? None of them stopped without exposing themselves to mentors and counselors and going for therapy and treatment. You can never handle a bondage in privacy. Is anybody hearing me here? You can never. You can't come out. That masturbation will not stop. That pornography will not stop. That evil thing will not stop. As long as in your life, if you don't expose it and ask for help, it will eat you up until the rest of your life. That's why people that cover things don't get free. It just keeps growing. So what are your deal breakers? So that girl said, no, I will marry him. He has repented. He slapped me, but he said he's sorry. Now, that was before you got into the marriage. Well, when you get into the marriage, he will not just slap you like this. He will conk his hand. 
And then when he gives you one, you rotate three times. And then land on the ground. When you get up, he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I still love you. You say, he's a, he's a good man. Pastor, <laughs> he's a good man. It's just that many times I get him angry. He's a good man. It is me that is a fault. He's a good He's not a good man. He's a barbarian. It's just that your head is not correct. Lift up your hand. I speak over you today. May God give you the grace to know your deal breakers. So you are a Christian. Somebody approaches you and want to marry you. He's not born again. He has no interest in God. He never attends Bible studies. You love God. You serve God. He mocks pastors. He calls church a business. But he says he loves you. He doesn't love the God. What you are passionate about, he's not passionate about. He said, well, I will go with him and change him. Church is not your deal breaker. God is not your deal breaker. When you get married to him, he will act right for some time until the pastor offends him. And then the real him will come up. Until somebody that's a Christian in his workplace does something he doesn't like. And then he comes up and takes it on you. Do you know what I'm saying happens? And then suddenly you can't go to church again. He said, I don't understand. What are your deal breakers? What are your deal breakers? Anytime you are getting into a relationship, you should know what I can never take. Something I cannot live with and something I cannot live without. You must decide that. That's your deal breakers. If it, this comes in, if this happens, I can't be in it. I knew I will never marry an unbeliever. I told you, when I was a young person, about a young lady, she's still a member of this church, married with her children, grown up, that walked up to me and said, I want to be your girlfriend. I was born again. I said, I'm sorry, I'm born again. I don't do girlfriend. He said, whether you're born again or not, you're my boyfriend. I said, I'm sorry. She's still here now. If you see her, you know she's a bold woman. She can't make any trouble for anybody anywhere. Are you with me? I'm doing well. That's why she's making it in business. So she came and did that. And I said, I'm sorry, no. Uh, she said, <laughs> he said, all my friends. She was in secondary school at that time. It's all my friends, her boyfriends. And they're mocking me. And you came. Then I came to visit my uncle that lives beside their own house. He said, when I saw you, I liked you. So I told them, you are my boyfriend. You must be my boyfriend. He said, I thought it was a joke. She insisted. I agreed. <laughs> what, did, what did I go do? To peace. I agreed. Praise the Lord. And I told her my standards. But you see, as life was going on, we are friends, we continue many, for many years. Even till today we are friends. But as I was going on, I told you, say, you know, I'm coming out of school now. I'm going to make decisions in life. You know, we never marry you. She said, what? I said, number one, you are not born again. Hanging around me doesn't make you born again. You have not given your life to you. He said, are you sure? I said, your character. I was blunt about it. I said, I can't marry you. I made a vow to God. I can never marry somebody who is not born again. 
Because I knew God was calling me into ministry. I got to know that in my year three. So why would I be bothering about somebody who is not born again? And even if you are born again, how many years would that years to culture you before you can become a pastor's wife? They don't make such errors. This thing is too important for some strange risks. I just get married to you now. I see some young person around and I say, I love her, I love her. And they marry somebody who knows nothing about God, who is not raised up in a godly home, who has no fear of God and fear of and gets the person married and he's trying to raise her up to be a pastor's wife. In what universe? Can't pray, can't fast, have no understanding of fear of God, cannot respect pastors, doesn't it? How can you marry something like that? But you see that happening every time. Am I talking to somebody here? The fighting of nonsense. I couldn't do that. I said, secondly, I said, you have a temper problem. Why I was talking to her about that was something that happened. Somebody insulted her. And then it resulted in a fight. Physical fighting. And she refused to let go. And engage this person. In a fight. I was somewhere when they came to call me. That she was fighting. By the time I arrived, her breast was outside. <laughs> they tore her clothes. You are not, I'm not joking. They tore her clothes. <laughs> From here, the thing was there, and she was still fighting. So I grabbed her, pulled her away, and took her into the house. I said, Are you okay? She said, No, he can't let it go. I said, Woo! This is my girlfriend, though. Are you hearing my voice? You see, please look up here. If you have my voice, say yes. There are things that are deal breakers. You don't do this. So you have to ask yourself, this thing I'm getting to, what are my own personal values? Somebody say values. What are things I cannot handle? Not I say, uh, he's a good man. I don't care whether he's a good man or not. Compromising who you are, compromising your values, compromising your faith will cripple your future. Don't try it. Are you with me? So the first thing is the deal breakers. Second thing are the standards. Standards are things that you must see that are basics before you go to the altar with somebody. Are you with me? Uh, are you with me? For example, for example, look up here. I'm a young girl. I want to get married. Basically, this guy must have a job. I don't care how much I love you. If you can't keep a job and you don't have a business, you failed in the basics. I won't continue. I won't marry you on hope. I will marry you on what I see. I can follow you on hope. But I won't go to the altar with you until the hope has a token. 
Am I talking to somebody here too? So not a young man says, you know, I love you. We are going to get married. He said, okay. Now you have a job. And so you start propping him up. And then it's time to pay dowry. You bring money, they pay dowry. To knock the door. You give him money to knock your door. You are not hearing You are just happy, happy, happy. Because you say, I, I don't want to rent single. He has potential. Potential what? What great potential you have? Thunder fire queens. What potential? A 35 year old man. You are still looking at potential. If the potential has not come out at 35, when is it coming out? He has potential. He has potential. Is he a tata? Let him have a job. Let him have some, at least let there be basics. Somebody say basics. Can I say basics? Before we get to the altar, at least let there be something that you call your accommodation. And it shouldn't be in the in a bachelor in the back of somebody's house. Look at me. Am I talking to somebody? Now you craze. I know craze. I am a pastor. Let me talk sense into you. I said, no. I said, anywhere we start is uh, it's okay. At least pastor started in boys' quarter. You are not me. Number one. Number two, the world has changed. No, you are not hearing. If a pastor tells me now he wants to start the way I started, I tell him, I beg you, don't try. Because when I was starting, when you tell people God called you, they will pity you. Today, when you tell people God called you, they will call you a thief. No, you're not hearing me. When we are starting, when you tell people God called you, they will pity you. When now, the moment you tell them God called you, they say, all these boys, oh. What I'm saying is that true. The way people treat church now, they treat church like a business. Ah? Huh? They treat church like a business. When I said that I couldn't feed myself, the woman who was living in the boys' quarter came to me. I said, Pastor, I know you are sincere and I know you want to serve God. He said, All I can promise you, I can't do much for you. All I promise you is that every night you must have food. He said, That's all I can do. So every night they cook in the house. He sent the house girl, carries the food, quality food. The husband, I don't know why he was eating like that. The food is like you are preparing for hotel. Quality food. Come and pack for me. I don't care. Morning to the evening. Even if I couldn't eat, I act as if I'm fasting. When I come back in the night, I download it. <laughs> that time has gone, no. That time has gone. The moment you tell the landlord you are now a pastor, he increases rent the next day. What I'm saying, is that true? He said, ah! Is the church get money? Oh, ah, that boy has entered. And we must collect our own. That's it. Remember when we started? They gave us the My First Civil Center free of charge. Today, who will do that? Ah! They said, no. They will call million, million. It's you that will have a headache. 
please, what I'm saying is that true? You've got to realize that what that's why I don't tell them to do that. Now, what are the basics? What are the basics? I don't say the person will be a millionaire. But at least the person should have basic things said. Basically, I'm dating you as a young girl. I want you to, when I was uh, going to marry my wife, she was still in school. The father said to me, I will not agree to the wedding. I said, why? He said, because all of you men, if you marry her now, you go give her belly. And then you will allow her to complete school. I said, she will complete school. And the father said, he's not just completing school. I didn't know where he was going to. I found that letter. He said, it's not just completing school. It's that I want a certificate to carry my name. My daughter must come out as a lawyer first. With my name on the certificate. Not I finish training her. She put judges who want the name. I said, is that what you want? He said, yes. He said, we'll not give the school any information. Just allow me. And I promise you, she will not be pregnant until she graduates. I promise you. And then when she graduates, she'll go to law school without pregnancy. That was the one we couldn't keep to. No, no, no. We couldn't keep that one, not because of me. It was because of her. We stayed. She graduated from school. Nothing. And then, to go to law school, there was this strike action that lasted for nine months, going to one year. And she kept saying she wants to have a child. She doesn't know how long this strike will last. I said, but I promised your father that you finish law school. He said, will he slap us? Are we not married? I argued and argued and argued and argued until I tired of arguing. So I did the work. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm almost done. Are you still here? So know your basics. Somebody's name basics. Can I say basics? Let me give you something like a basic. Are you with me? Ah? Huh? I can never marry somebody who is a smoker. I can't marry somebody who drinks. Basics. If you are willing to say yes. So I'm relating with you. I see you light a cigar. I don't warn you. No. I know this relationship will not get to the altar. We go to a program and I see you carry beer. This relationship will not go to an altar. Not because I hate you. Not because I call beer sane. But because I'm sane enough to know what beer can do. I know that drinking, people that drink, there's a way their life goes. Come on, talk to me. I know that. I'm not a joker. So, this relationship is not going to an altar. You're my friend, but I can't be your wife. I can't be your husband. I'm sorry. You should have your basics. These are the things that in my life... Are you here? Deal breakers, then basics. These things should not be there. So, if we continue this relationship, stop your drinking. And it's not just stopping your drinking. You must do that. My basic is that anybody I'm getting married to must have completed in the church discipleship class. Must be practically baptized by immersion and talking in tongues. Basic. Because the battle I'm going to face in life, I need somebody who is spiritually alive to face it with me. Basic. 
So I see a young man who is not interested in talking in tongues. I can't marry you, not because I hate you, but because you can't meet up my basic. Are you still here? Now, in the deal breakers, when you have a deal breaker, you tell somebody, get out, or you walk away. In the basic, you give the person chance to get it done. Do you get it? So, deal breakers are the ones that break the deal. Standards are the ones you give them the chance to improve on. Are they hearing my voice? So, that's why we call the first one deal breakers. You don't give a chance. This one, you give the person a chance. Okay, go to the discipleship class. Okay, walk with somebody to help you to stop drinking. Walk with somebody to help you to stop smoking. And do this. You sort that out. Now what I'm saying, some stupid people will mock it. But you see, when you grow as old as I am, you'll find that I knew more than you. When you grow as old as I am, you'll find that I know more than you. Some of the things you think that you know as a young person, what you can know, what you can see standing on top of a tree, sitting down, I can see more. Experience is what you experience for yourself. Exposure, if you don't have it, you don't have it. I've counseled thousands of people. I know that some of you don't understand what it means to so sit down every day, hearing people telling their stories of woe, and then telling yourself, I don't want another person to enter this mess. If you have my voice, say yes. yes. Thousands upon thousands of counselors. You can't miss it. Yes. Then the third one is preferences. Somebody say preferences. Preferences don't matter much, but it matters when there are options. Preferences don't matter much, but it matters when there are what? When there are options. For example, I made up my mind that I'm going to marry somebody that is six foot tall. Stand up. So, I see this guy. I like him. And I'm praying, Lord, six foot tall. Does he have muzzle? I say, Kai. That's the kind of husband I want. But he no get money. And then this one is not six foot tall. But he is loaded. This is my preference. But I will marry this one. You didn't hear me. Because this is not available. This is available. Preference, you can do without it. It's what you prefer. What you wish you will have. Uh-uh. You prefer to work in Shell, but you got a bank job. Shell didn't employ you. Wouldn't you take job? Eh? He said, no. I can't work until Shell come here. <laughs> Is that what you would do? You would never do that. Hello? This is how to make a choice. If you have my voice, say yes. This is how to make a choice. Am I bringing sense to somebody here today? Say, say no. I, I can't start waiting and keep hoping for five years. I want to marry somebody from my village or from my area. But nobody is there. But there are people that are hanging around me that are not from my area. And they meet other criteria that I like. I forget tribe and marry somebody that I love. Is anybody hearing me? Yes, Preference. Yes, are you okay? Yes, sir. Am I wasting my time on this stage? 
So this is how things work. Please sit down. So your preferences are not deal breakers. They are not basic standards. They are just what you prefer. But sometimes what you prefer doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen, you move on. Are you hearing me? So you don't make preferences as if they are big, big things. I like a tall person. The person must be nice. Must be intelligent. Must be this. Must be that. Must be that. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But I didn't get it. So since I didn't get it, we move. Is anybody hearing me? We move. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Finally, it's expectations. Somebody say expectations. Shout it louder, expectations. Scream louder, expectations. Expectations are what you wish he or she can be or have and do. Let me tell you what an expectation is. Okay, uh, I am believing that uh, for our shopping for the wedding, we'll go to Dubai. That's my expectation. But he didn't have money for ticket. So we go to Alaba. Either way, did we buy the thing for the wedding? Huh? You are not hearing me. Expectations don't have to be met. Eh? So many times, you should have high expectations. But expectations are not deal breakers. Do you get me? So these are the ways. These are the things you look at. Deal breakers, standards, preferences, and what? Expectations. Expectations are the lowest part of it. And you can do without the expectations. Preferences, you, you try to force him to do them. If you can't do them, no challenge. But basics, he must get them before you move to the altar. And then, they break us. If you're there, don't even consider. Walk away. Did I make sense? If I make sense, give the Lord a clap. Our time is gone. I don't want to keep you longer. Even though I wanted to use this for question and answer. But I'm going to take only four questions, if there are, and then i let you go. Can you bear that? Okay. Lift your hand if you have a question. Here in front. There at the far back. Uh, one here, and one at the back over there. So that's four now. One here, one at the far back, the one here, and the one there. That's four. Can we go to the one in front quickly? Praise the Lord. If you have not packaged your tithes and offering, package them. After this, I'll pray with you and we do that. Can you go to the one there? No? Yes. I've chosen the ones. I said only four. We can't do more than that. Next Sunday, we can continue. Yes, go ahead. Praise God. Daddy, I want to ask you a question, but not based on this topic. Can I ask Then forget you? it. Another person quickly. Go to the far back. There's somebody standing at the far back over there. I was raising hand earlier. Okay, we'll take your own. Yes, go ahead. Good afternoon, church. Please, sir. I... Those moving up and down, please. Is it because I say you bring your tight? My, my please, can they sit down? They have not paid for the service. <laughs> okay, go ahead. My question goes like this. 
actually, I had, would I say it's a dream or a revelation concerning someone I saw, okay, I saw someone in my dream, actually. So after a few days of that particular dream, I went to a place, I met the same person in my dream. Like in that dream is like I'm getting married to the person. So I saw the person, exact person in my dream. Okay. So we, the guy actually gave me his contact. So we became friends. So we got into friendship. So along the line, it seems that I'm a bit confused because he's getting engaged to other female persons, telling me he has found the one, he has, he, this person is unique to him. So, uh, it seems that, is it I'm doubting, or I didn't see clear, I'm kind of a bit confused. Yeah, you should be confused. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now listen to me. It's possible that the Lord gave you the revelation. But you see, prophecies, you don't watch for them. You war with them. And if you didn't win the war, it will show. So many people don't take things serious. You take some fast, you pray. You drop a seed in God's hand. And you begin to speak concerning that word consistently. And leave him. Don't meddle with him. Just be a friend. He's getting engaged. No challenge. Agaracha will come back. If you are praying about it, if you are praying about it, you don't worry. And you don't try to do anything to break his relationship. Just be a friend and watch him. When he breaks the relationship, he will come to you. But if you didn't win the war spiritually, sorry, you lost. Next one. Number two. Where is it there? Yes. That's number two here. You are the last person if we have time. Can we get to this person here? Praise the Lord. Speak up. Praise the Lord. Papa, please, I want to know, are all revelations, like dreams, are all of them actually from God? No. Okay, there are some devil reviews and there are some God reviews. So there are some know. that come from your own mind. Okay. And there are some that Satan gives. Okay. Now, the one she spoke about now, there's no way it could have come from her own mind because she didn't know the person. But she saw the person in the dream, got somewhere, and it was exactly what she saw in her dream. So a supernatural force is involved. That's not a funny dream. Okay. okay. The part that some people eat in the dream. What, who exactly reveals these revelations for someone eating in the dream? Is it that God, God bless that you. Can we give that to a third person? Yes. Okay, hallelujah. Okay, sir. Um, you we'll mentioned... do that in the Bible study. I'm dealing with relationship here now. Yes. Okay. Um, so when you started, you mentioned that, the, that do not be someone that you don't click with. Okay, so my question is this, because just yesterday night I had a conversation with somebody and she was saying that she cannot be someone that she doesn't connect with. And this is my question, because when you use the word click with, you know, it's possible that in our generation, 
we click because of our spec a lot of times. So now how do you, the thin line between clicking, you know, with respect to actual connection or clicking that has to do with what you see or what you like, or what you admire? See, that's my question. What's the difference? You see, when you start talking with somebody and you start relating with somebody, you suddenly begin to find out that there are areas where both of you are drastically different. What most people do is they just ask, act as if those areas don't exist and keep adjusting themselves so that the relationship can continue. When you get married, those rough edges will become the place your marriage will crash. But if you notice those things that you don't agree on, this, don't agree, and those areas are major things for you, you don't toy around them. You know I can't marry. That's what we mean by not clicking. Incompatibility is real. Are you hearing me? Incompatibility is real. There are people you are actually not compatible with. So you don't continue on that. Now number four. Is it number four? Where is it? Okay, go ahead. That was the, that's the third one now. We'll now take this person that was raising hand there in front there as a Good evening, Go church. Good evening. Good evening, Papa. I'm Liambe Victor. Papa, thank you for the wonderful teaching tonight. Go ahead. I'm really Ask honored. I, you said something when you started in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. That, Please, uh, bear with me. You know we don't do this normally. Ah? Huh? But just give me a few minutes. Let's close this. Go ahead. So you said something when you started in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. That money and some good houses are inheritance of the Father, or a prudent wife come from the Lord. And some of us, if we are teaching, you say something that paraventure, you, you want to get married, and the business you are doing, and financially you are not buoyant enough. And, and you saw a lady. So you, I, I was like, Papa is, has got into my home and is talking to me personally. And he said, you, you said, now when, like personally, I saw the person. I have been praying for God for some years when I came to get you. So what is the question? So now you say, if you're not buoyant enough, certain amount, you should not approach the person because... Did uh, I say that? I said, your level is not up to 100,000. You cannot have it up to 100,000. Then why would you, you go see, and tell somebody? You see, so, when you, when you, it's okay that you ask the question. That's why people ask questions. Yeah. When you don't understand, I said you don't marry. You start a relationship. You talk to the person. You agree with the person. But you are building a foundation for your tomorrow. You don't go to the altar with somebody and you can't feed yourself. And after that, you expect him to carry responsibility. And when the person begins to carry responsibility, you are expecting submission. You are expecting to be the head of the home. You are expecting to make decisions. Now, the one that pays the piper dictates the tune. So, in the home where the wife is feeding you, clothing you, paying rent, and you are saying you are the head of the home, how? So, my question is. So, that's why we say, calm down until you gather yourself before you take a step. Excuse me. So, my question is this. For eventually you have been praying to God and He has shown you the person. So now you have your own criteria that you wanted to have social amount before you go for such a thing. Is it good to you to go and let the person know that this is what God has shown you or let your person know that this is what God has shown you? You can shown. tell the person 
You can talk about it. But don't go to the altar and carry a load that will embarrass you. Thank you, sir. If you start a relationship and you can't carry it through, it will hurt you and hurt the person. So that's why I'm talking about that. Last one. Good afternoon, church. Brother, please can the movement stop, please? Yes. Papa, I want to ask, what if you start a relationship with a guy and the guy is a smoker, he's willing to change, but the company he keeps doesn't allow him to change? How will you go about it? And also, can you marry someone that is a Catholic? Can I ask you a question? Yes, Papa. Uh, yes. If that person now is relating with you and finds out that you have two friends who stand at the roadside in GRA and are just hanging around and are your friends, but their job is every night they go on the roadside and then go out with men, do you think he will ask you to stop the relationship? Yes, yes, I think. Okay. And will you stop it? Yes, yes, I will. Okay. So, are you not unwise to tell me that the company he keeps doesn't allow him to change? If he respects you and wants that relationship to end, to work, his respect for you will make him move away from you. So, he's taking you for granted. Because he knows you are more interested in marrying him yes. than using your sense. Is it wise to marry a Catholic member? I don't have a problem with anybody. It is not your choice that's April. The question is, are you born again? Are you going to serve Jesus? And where are you going to serve him? So, there are people that go to all kinds of churches, even gateway members who are not born again. Yeah. I won't marry a gateway member who is not born again. Am I clear? Yeah. So, I don't label churches. I will wish you marry in the church that is like what you believe. Yeah. Am I clear? Yes. So, where they teach what you believe, stay there. But, that you are here doesn't mean you are born again. So I don't label churches. I just tell you, if you are not compatible, your home won't work. So if you go to marry somebody who believes that these things we are doing are not real, when you get there, you'll find out that you're not comfortable in his own church too. And then incompatibility has started. So that's why you make your decision. Not based on all of those things, but how is this compatible with my destiny? Am I clear? Okay, stand to your feet. Do better than that. Give the Lord a better clap. Next Sunday we'll stop earlier with our questions and then the last Sunday, the third Sunday we'll take another question. Lift up your two hands. Who here believes that God will give you the right person? And who here believes that you will not be delayed again? Lift up your hand. In the name that's above every name. I command right now that the grace to make the right choice rest upon you. Since I'm not hearing your amen, it's like you have made up your hand. 
lift your hand far higher than your head. The grace to meet the right person. To connect to the right person. To not make a mistake in destiny. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every area you're already making a mistake. Grace to come back. Amen. Grace not to continue. Amen. I release it upon you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. The resources you need, let it be released. Amen. Receive your job. Amen. Receive your career. Amen. There are people you meet who are very tricky, who cover up so many things. It takes discernment to know them. I stretch my hand toward you. May you not be deceived by any evil person. Amen. The Lord give you discernment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, while we are trying to get the best, we also need to be the best. Every character and habit in your own life that is making it difficult for you to be the best. As you are hearing me now, I attack that character. Hey, I hey, attack that habit. Hey, I hey, attack that behavior. Hey, Let the youth back in the name of Jesus. Hey, Amen. The Lord take you to where you are going. Amen. And let it be with ease. Amen. Grace and grace and grace. Be your portion. Amen. I speak the blessing. Please just wave that hand. Now pray for your own business. Pray for your career. If you are here and you are not born again, please come to the altar. I want to pray for you. I want you to give your life to Jesus. If you are born again and you backslid, I want to pray for you. I want you to give your life to Jesus. Everywhere you are, come. If you are struggling with evil habits and you want Jesus to set you free, Come to the altar. Carry your bag and Bible. Don't leave anything on your chair. Let nobody steal your phone or whatever. Come. Everywhere, move and wait. Come, 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 come. Move fast. Move fast. Move fast. Move fast. Move fast. Move fast. Glory to God. Move fast. Hallelujah. All of you in front, pray with me and say, Jesus, it's you I come to. I'm sorry the way I've lived my life. Forgive me. I want to serve you the rest of my days. Amen. I lay a hand of newness, hand of grace, mercy, cleansing, forgiveness, and breaking of yokes upon your life. From today, a new you begin in the holy name of Jesus. You are blessed. Nobody lift your hand. Father, I cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. Open the hand. Who believes that God gives wealth? I believe. Huh? I believe. Is there any one of you that must be in your house before you are 40? Yes, sir. Will it be possible that before 40 you are riding your seventh car? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Lift your hand high. I speak on the authority of Jesus. That money answer to you. Amen. Favor answer to you. Amen. Grace answer to you. Amen. Blessings answer 
why it's called struggle is over in your life. Amen. It is done. Amen. Sit down. Everyone carry your tithes and offerings to the altar quickly. Move now. Move now. Tithe is 10% of your income. You give with, to God if you are in covenant with Him. So come to the altar. You can transfer the account numbers on the screen. If you are giving your offering, package your offering and lift it with two hands. If you want to pay your tithe with an ATM card, go to the right foyer or your offering. Go to the right foyer. Somebody is there with an ATM card. And do that. If you are writing a check, right get to International Church. Move quickly. Go to the place that is not crowded. Go to the place that is not crowded. God bless you. Go to the place that is not crowded. I'm waiting for you. Do first. Everybody, lift your two hands to the Lord. Almighty God, I ask today that everyone hearing my voice will have an encounter with your blessing. Do what only you can do in their lives. In Jesus' name. A few announcements while they are giving their tithes. Praise the Lord. Those of you that are for New Believers class, our membership training track, please don't forget it starts again on this Tuesday by 5 p.m. So please come here and you will see them directly to the first floor of the Grace Block. Now, if you are here and you know the altar of mercy, wave your hand. Wave your hand. Okay, bring your hand down. If you are here and you are connecting to it, wave your hand. You are seriously connecting to it. Okay, whether you are on radio or TV or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, every night, Monday to Friday at 11 p.m., wake up and let's fight for our destinies. Are you hearing me? Join us in the prayer. Your life will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Now, our Wednesday Bible study, first service is 4 p.m. Second service is what time? 6 p.m. Don't miss it. Touch your neighbor and say, don't miss it. You are not doing well. Touch your neighbor and say, don't miss it. Please, every one of you do your best to be in the Bible study. Don't miss it. We really need you to be there. To learn the word of God and to grow. And I'm going to be teaching so many things this month that deal with relationships and deal with God's thoughts concerning them. Uh, for those of you that are young married people, if you are believed for the fruit of the womb, the seven weeks to get married, pregnant is from the uh, Wednesday this week going forward. So you can join us there. Praise the Lord. Those that have sicknesses or bondages, Friday morning, 9 a.m. is our faith clinic. You can join us. Glory to God. Now, our random acts of kindness has started. Young people here, you are the ones that should make things happen. And you 40 must do random acts of kindness in different G12 groups, divided into different areas. We are going to shock this land. I can't hear your amen. By next week, we are going to tell you how we are going to round up the 100 hours of kindness for this year. Because we are going to do something on the last Sunday in church to use to round it up. So that it's not, we, since we didn't do it with Aviva, we must do something else. Would that be okay? Okay, so we we'll work on that. But, when we do random hours of kindness, pick up your card from the welcome center. But next Sunday, 
We're going to give everybody cards up to 10 or so. I want you to go out. As you enter Keke, pay for somebody. You are in school. Pay for the whole bus. And tell them, I greet all of you. Don't preach. Just say, I'm from Gateway Church. I'm just doing random acts of kindness to just tell you that Jesus loves you. I'm inviting you to church. And just move on. Are you with me? You walk into a restaurant. Somebody is buying food. You just walk up. Tap him or her on the shoulder. I didn't say use it to do for girlfriend though. 